Welcome everybody back to the Friar Talk podcast and YouTube channel. For today's episode, we are going to give you all a quick update on the MLB lockout and just kind of like a timetable for the season and just kind of what to expect moving forward a little bit. Um, so to start it off, Chase, you want to just kind of go over a quick breakdown of everything that's happened and where the players union and the owners kind of stand right now. Yeah. So what was discussed today is the MLB agreed accepted parameters of a pre-arbitration bonus pool for top 30 war players. The players association is seeking $105 million for that player pool for pre-arbitration and the league offered 10 million. So they're going to work that out. MLB offered to raise the minimum wage in the MLB to 615,000. The Players Association wants 775,000. And the MLB withdrew offers to change the offer, the arbitration structure, which the Players Association uh, also took that off the table to proceed further negotiations. Also, from what the MLB owners have said, they are hoping to reach a deal on time for the full season. But in today's session, they indicated that they were willing to lose games. Um, so just the minimum raise rage. Uh, the they took away the sixth year, or it's going to stay to the six year arbitration like there normally is. There hasn't been any talks on whether or not there is going to be any change to the manipulation of service time to make it a seventh year for prospects. There hasn't been any discussions in that from this article that I'm reading. And so basically it's going to stay the same way where after six years, you are destined for free agency after, you know, your two years of arbitration after your third and fourth year. And if you don't sign a deal by then, you know, you have to wait the six years. And then uh, looks like we're going to get a minimum raise, which they haven't uh, settled on yet. And looks like that's it so far. Oh, the only way that the pre-arbitration bonus pool is going to work. So if you are a player that is pre-arbitration, so if you're a new player like a Juan Soto, Fernando Tatis, maybe even like a Wander Franco, if you hadn't gotten paid yet, which two of them already have, and you are a top 30 war player, you would be able to seek more money within the pre-arbitration bonus pool, whatever they decide to make it. I don't know where it's going to land because the two sides are very far off from each other. They would be able to pull from that pool for more money at the end of season for, as like a bonus, basically. Yeah, so I'm not going to stay here and lie to you guys. I don't know what most of this stuff means. But... Um... You know, basically the way Chase explained it, I like that. Uh, it gave me a better understanding of it. Um, but as far as it looks, it seems like the they're kind of – they're not way off. I mean, at least they're finally negotiating, right? But, like, that whole thing where you're trying to up the minimum raise to, uh, I mean, 615. The player – what is it? The MLB wants 615, and the Players Association wants 775. It's way off. Um, that's That's pretty low. But um, another thing that they're way off on the 105 million, the 10 million between the arbitration pool, whatever it's called, um, they're way off on that as well. But at least they're starting to negotiate now. One thing I did see um, on Twitter, I think it was this morning or when, like kind of close to when the meeting was over, was that somebody said the players weren't very, I, I wouldn't say happy, but they weren't very like pleased with what happened. One of them, they're like, you know, they heard like a. What the hell was that like to that offer that the that the owners proposed? 
you know, like, what the hell was that offer? What are they proposing us? Why are they doing that? And um, that's not what we want to hear. But the bright side is they've met two days in a row. I think they're supposed to have another meeting next week. Um, we've already talked about some things that we that we want to see. We want to see the universal DH. I want to see a salary floor. I can't speak for Matt and Chase, but I want to see a salary floor, mainly for the benefit of the Padres. If it weren't for the Padres, I'd want a salary cap. But I'm cool with the salary floor in this case. Um, you know, the manipulation service, I want to see that change as well. There's a lot of change that needs to be made. And these are some of the the core topics or the economic, I think they said like economic topics that have been talked about. I'm not sure, but they're supposed to be talking about other topics next week or in a couple days. So, um, you know, stay, stay tuned. Um, seems like they're still a little far off, but you know, I went from thinking we might have another 60 to 80 game season to now thinking we could probably have a solid 120 this season. Yeah, it definitely seems like maybe not likely to have the full season, but a re- not like to the 60 game extent, like you were saying, Isaac. Um, it definitely feels like there's been some progress. However, in a lot of the, when you look at like the numbers that are being thrown out, they're way off. Um, and Chase, you brought up when we were talking before we got on that the MLB is the, has the lowest minimum like uh, wage of all of the sports. Uh, or minimum salaries of all of the the four sports, including hockey. So hockey players are making more. Um, NFL practice squad guys are making more. Like, it's pretty crazy that they have such like low numbers. However, you see that the players union wants to push that up to over seven hundred. Um, and I know that we're also talking about it. And to even reach what inflation has been um, in relation to what they their minimum wage was. I forget. I forget what the date was, but at an earlier time, maybe when this minimum minimum wage was set or minimum sorry minimum salary was set um it would have to go up to at least 650,000 which the owners didn't even have so they're going below inflation right now so i think when you start talking about oh why are the players really upset because they're saying you're going to be making a higher amount of of real money um if you guys are like familiar with like finance terms like that's real money that's not like the nominal money is like the actual amount of money but how much it's worth is that real money and for this case the real money is not even reaching it like the inflation rate so it's a little bit like it, it, i think that the players feel a little bit disrespected honestly and hopefully they keep countering and something's able to get figured out but it does feel like there's it's not like next week it's going to be like oh they're like super close there's still some time. There's still going to be, I think, a, a little while longer until a deal is reached. But anything else you guys want to add? Uh, yeah, there's just like um, hopefully they start talking about the minor league systems and how that needs to change next week. I know they're implementing like the robotic umpires in AAA, but regarding like the minimum wage for minor league players, y'all need to pay them more. Like they share three bedroom or like three people to a one bedroom apartment sleeping on airbeds, eating fast food because that's the only thing they can afford while playing, you know, three, four months out of the year and then having to work two jobs after that because they don't make any money in the minor leagues. If you want them to continue pursuing a career in baseball and hopefully get their talent to the MLB and use them for what you drafted them for, you need to pay them more because if not, there's not a lot of people that will be willing to live years on end in a cramped two-bedroom apartment with four or five roommates eating fast food for years on end. Very true. 
Um, that's something else I wanted to, uh, I forgot to bring that up, man, but that's a really important, really important topic that I think has got to be among the top of the MLB Players Association, um, among the top of their list, considering, you know, I think they should take into consideration there were minor leaguers who were broke at one time, too. Um, it's just that, like, you know, I've I've seen videos. These guys were sleeping on floors of hotel rooms. I saw this dude set up chairs, like a bed, like a line of chairs that stuck to each other, and he put them together, and he made a bed out of that. I think that's, you know, when teams are on the road, they shouldn't have to do that. Um, I think, you know, of course you want to put all your all your marbles, all your bread into the into the major leagues, but how about the guys that are supposed to play in the major leagues soon? Yeah, we talked a little bit about that before, but it's just it's just so weird how some of this stuff is set up. We even talked about like there could be like a clubhouse built, like a a like dorm type building. And this is like just literally like just like throwing ideas out. But like such little things to be done to drastically improve the quality of life of every single minor leaguer. And it seems like absolutely nothing's been done. And I think that's where the frustration is coming from. Um, but I don't know. We'll see how it plays out. Hopefully that I'm, I'm expecting that that'll be something that's brought up next week. Um, or maybe that'll even be like the week after where they start talking about more like minor league stuff. Um, but we'll see how this stuff keeps going. Um, and we'll kind of update you guys as we, we find out more, but that's gonna do it for today's episode. Tomorrow, we're going to be talking about Jorge Soler and Nelson Cruz and basically comparing the two for who we'd like the Potters to go after at DH. So make sure to check out that tomorrow. But that's going to do it for today's episode, and we'll talk to you guys then.